is Lighten Up, brought to you by Compassion International. Lighten Up is a dose of joy as you go through your day. I'm Dr. Wes Stafford on behalf of Compassion, hoping that my friend Ken Davis will brighten your day as he shares what he is and is not afraid of. Isn't it funny how stuff affects you like that? See, mice don't bother, I mean, they don't bother me. Spiders bother me. See, at least you know when a mouse is coming, because somebody always tells you. Every one of you has been at a house, sometime, someplace, and somebody went, hey, 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 hey. I just saw a mouse. He, he went between the piano and the, and the well, he's coming this way. But nobody's ever walked up to you and said, hey, spider's coming. <laughs> you never know a spider's coming till he's sitting on your body. And then if you're like me, if I got a spider sitting here and a chainsaw in this hand, I'm sorry. I once drove in a ditch when a spider crawled up my neck while I was driving the car. I'm not really afraid of spiders. I'm afraid of spiders that are on me. I know that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but spiders have. This is Ken Davis. Lighten up and live. This has been Lighten Up with Ken Davis. This program is made possible by Compassion International, releasing children from poverty. Well, we do want to say thank you for joining with us on this Wednesday morning, the ninth day of March. What a great day we're going to have in the Lord today. Hope you're starting off the day right with prayer and Bible. and Looking forward to the devotional coming up in just a few minutes. Two minutes past 7 o'clock. Going to be inviting our Facebook friends to join with us this morning. And so we're going to get that going here in just a moment. Let us know we can pray for you. Phone number 870 
That's Red Walker, Believer. Five minutes past seven o'clock. Thank you for joining with us on this ninth day of March. What a great day to start off. The, what a great way to start off the day, right? Looking at our good news verse this morning, Luke chapter 19, verse number 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke 19 and verse 10, our good news verse. Looking at weather forecasts, currently temperatures in the upper 30s in the eastern Arkansas Delta. High temperatures reaching in the 50s this afternoon with lows in the upper 30s. Going into Thursday and Friday, temperatures in the low 60s, but then an increased chance of showers on Friday night with a wintry mix. Lows going to be expected to be down in the 20s, freezing temperatures, so make preparations for that. And then going into the weekend, expected to be sunny with temperatures in the 40s and 60s. During the day, lows down in the 20s on Saturday night. That's a quick look at weather forecast in the eastern Arkansas Delta. Thank you to Pop Pops Bait and Tackle right there in Poplar Grove, Arkansas on Highway 49. Brian's one of the supporters of the Community Prayer Time Network. Also, a location sponsor for one of our community prayer boxes. Stop by and see Brian today for all of your fishing needs. Crappie fishing, bass fishing, cat fishing. If you need anything related to fishing, hey, if you need ice or snacks, Stop by and see Brian today. You can give him a call at 870-816-1028. Actually, 870-228-1028. Just making sure you guys are awake and listening this morning. Good morning, Brian. Thanks for joining with us here on the Community Prayer Time Network. Here's Zach Williams. Fear is a liar. Our devotional coming up next.
Zach Williams reminding us this morning that fear is a liar. It's time for our devotional this morning during the prayer time. Coming up in five minutes, we're going to be enjoying our prayer time together. But before we do that, we want to read our devotional from our good news verse today. Luke 19 and verse number 10, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. What's the difference between a vacation and a mission trip? Even if you've never been on a missions trip, you probably know the answer. In fact, yesterday I was on the phone with Jared. They just got back from a missions trip in Miami, Florida. While a vacation is intended for rest and pleasure, a missions trip is an opportunity to work toward the goal of blessing others in the name of Jesus. The incarnation was no vacation. The son of God's journey to our world, well, it was a mission trip, wasn't it? In the sense that Jesus came to accomplish a mission. What was his mission? Well, Luke 19.10 tells us he's come to seek and to save that which was lost. When he spoke these words, Jesus had just recently visited with Zacchaeus and dramatically changed his life. What happened with the formerly greedy tax collector was just one example of how Jesus carried out his mission of seeking and saving. Everything Jesus did while on this earth was part of the Father's plan. He didn't let anything distract him. What about you today? Has it become our mission today that our goal is to seek and to see Jesus save our friends and our family and our co-workers, our classmates. That's our goal today, to seek and to see Jesus save souls. We want to see souls saved, lives changed, marriages mended, homes brought back together. We want to see families put on a good path, don't we? Singles satisfied in the Lord. So, Lord, today we pray that it would become our mission to take on your mission. Lord, not that we do the saving, but that we do the seeking to see others saved. Help us to be sensitive to the needs of those around us. Thank you for this devotional. Thank you for the example of Zacchaeus. Thank you for the way that you changed his life from being a greedy tax collector to being a generous Christian. Wow, what a change Jesus makes in our life, isn't it? What a blessing. Our prayer time coming up in three minutes. We want to hear from you this morning. Let us know how we can join with you in prayer. We've got some special updates for you coming up in three minutes. But you love me.
Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve with real hope. I'd like to give a word of encouragement and challenge to the guys, if I might, especially if you're a pastor or in position of Christian leadership. Guys, having a strong marriage and family are critical components of a credible ministry. If you're failing in your own marriage, you really don't have a solid platform from which to teach and lead other people. Oh, I mean, we can talk a big game, but if we're not producing at home, then our witness and effectiveness in ministry is not credible. Now, I realize it takes two to make a marriage work, but know that you will stand before the Lord, and I will too, one day to give an account as to how well you and I did in our job of loving, nourishing, and cherishing our wife and modeling to our children what it means to walk with Jesus. That's where you'll find real hope. Discover the real hope God has for you. Visit fromhisheart.org. Wednesday morning, the ninth day of March, we're waiting on that mountain to move. Thank you for joining with us for our community prayer time this morning. Weekdays, Monday through Thursday at 7.15 Central Standard Time. Welcome to our Facebook friends joining with us this morning on Facebook. If you're joining with us now or maybe you're coming back later on and watching this, thank you for tuning in. Thank you to those that are listening by radio this morning on communityprayertime.org. Maybe you're using the Live 365 app, or maybe you're using the Alexa skill. Alexa, play Live 365 Community Prayer Time Network. If you need an invitation to listen card, we've got those available for you. And uh, on the front, it's got our logo, and then on the back, how can we pray for you? And it has, of course, the information there to contact us. You see the QR code. You just take your smartphone, scan that QR code, and uh, it's right there available for you. And so it's a blessing to be able to have this, to have our 24-hour text prayer line. That phone number, if you want to shoot us a text, good morning to my mom, just tuned in here on the Facebook live feed. And uh, mom, I got my cup, my special cup this morning. She sent me Christmas time and that text prayer line 870-205-0600. This morning as we open up our prayer time, we want to pray for a ministry in Pennsylvania and Wyoming. Working with the Christian Law Association, Dr. David Gibbs and their team. And they're working together, these two ministries, Pennsylvania, Wyoming, both of them working with the attorneys to understand the legalities of having a secondary ministry under their parent umbrella. So as we begin our prayer time this morning, let's think about all the ministries that we know of that are serving the Lord actively, doing great things in our communities and throughout North America. 
I'm going to tell you more in just a few minutes about the North American Mission Board Annie Armstrong Easter offering coming up. A lot of churches will be receiving that offering this Sunday. Our church is joining other churches and receiving that offering on Easter Sunday. So I want to ask you to be in prayer for those specific needs as God is sending missionaries throughout the North American continent in the United States and in Canada doing some great works as well. Father, thank you for this prayer time as we started off this morning. We just want to say thank you for revealing yourself to us through creation and then through the special revelation of your word. Father, thank you today. You didn't have to reveal yourself to us. You could have left us just the way that we were. As I'm walking through some of my college classes right now, one of the classes I'm taking is systematic theology. And of course, I've taken this before and just uh, taking it again now. And each time I walk through these studies, one of the greatest blessings to me is the fact that God would choose to create man in his own image and after his likeness. You say, well, what does that mean exactly? Well, we don't want to simplify it too far, make it too narrow. But when you think about the characteristics of God, and just to imagine that God has put those characteristics within us, you see, Jesus could have become anything when he robed himself in flesh. He could have revealed himself as any other kind of creation, but he didn't. He revealed himself as a human. Became empathetic toward our own likeness while yet maintaining to be God. What a powerful truth as we think about that this morning. Thank you for the good news verse. Jesus, you came to seek and to save that which was lost. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Well, this morning we pray for the Newtons, John and Anita Newton, Christ for Africa Missions. Continue to pray for her. She's going to have to have a reversal colonoscopy. Just got a prayer newsletter in just last week, and we want to lift up Miss Anita in prayer. Lord, we ask you that you touch Miss Anita's body, that she would heal quickly and recover quickly from this procedure that she's going to be having, this reversal colonoscopy. I pray that you'd use it in Jesus' name. Also pray for Character Education Now, one of our partnering ministries down in Steenhatchie, Florida, Taylor County, Perry, all the schools right there. You pray for the great work that they're doing as well and accomplishing. Also, we continue to pray for all of our churches and the Arkansas Valley Baptist Association that are without pastors. We pray for Moro Baptist Church and Marvel First Baptist Church. We pray for West Acres Baptist Church. We pray for Lighthouse Baptist Church in Millwood. A lot of great people in these churches. We want to pray that they'd get the pastor that God has called to be there in those situations. 
You pray for the church members as they walk through this period of time with unity and in the spirit and the bond of peace. Thank you, Lord. Well, a prayer update. We were praying for Mr. Don yesterday. He was supposed to go in and have open heart surgery. He got there on Monday for pre-op. We shared with you yesterday that they found some blood clots in his lungs. And then yesterday they were doing more tests and found blood clot behind his knee. And they're going to be working together with a team of doctors, putting their heads together to decide what they're going to do. His aortic valve is not working, needs to be replaced with a pig valve. But they have to consider the fact that he has these blood clots and make decisions on how they're going to move forward together. They're back home, got home last night, and so we lift them up in prayer today. The phone number, if you want to text us again, the phone number, 870-205-0600. We prayed yesterday for Cooper, and I did not realize that yesterday was the day that Cooper was going to be leaving to go to Cincinnati. You pray for Clint and Olivia, pray for baby Cooper as well. Pray that God would help them to find the answers that they need. They'll have to go back and have a follow-up procedure if the testing and everything goes in that direction. So uh, think about them in prayer, but then also if you can be generous and share a gift with this family. I know that this is an incredible expense. Think about having to go up there, gas prices at $3.99 a gallon or $4 and upwards a gallon. I tell you what, folks, it's tough, isn't it? Could you imagine having to make multiple trips in the same year to go get these testings and procedures done all the way up in Cincinnati, Ohio? Wow. Lord, we pray today that you'd help this need. Well, we look at our prayer wall this morning. Again, the phone number, if you want to text us, if you want that to remain an anonymous request, just let us know. And we won't share your name unless you give us permission to do that. But you text us this morning, let us know how we can join with you and pray if you get an update. Any of our Facebook friends got a prayer request this morning, you let us know in the comment box over there. And we'll be happy to share those with you this morning. Our prayer wall, love worth finding, pray for a son that he would get deliverance from pride. Pray that the t taxes from the 2021 year would come in and the money from the insurance company from a fire that this person had at their home. Pray that they'd be able to get the repairs done. It's been two months since this house fire. Lord, we pray for this one named Corey today that's sent in this prayer request. We've recently had a family in our own community that lost a home. I want to say thank you for the folks that have been sensitive to those needs and come around these families and served them. Pray for our church as well as we work together to put a strategy to try to help this family, hopefully with an open house and maybe do a pounding for them. And once they get settled into their new home, help us to be a blessing to them as well. Kay sends in an unspoken prayer request. Maybe you have an unspoken prayer request this morning as well. 
Maybe you just want to text us and say, I, I've got an unspoken need. I think about the song that the McCameys made popular just a few years ago, titled Unspoken. Anonymous request, asking for prayer for a mother with diabetes. Prayed for her blood pressure medicine to work well. And looks like she's got a lot of other issues with her kidneys, her heart, her bladder, her eyes. Lord, we lift up this anonymous request to you today. Pray for Garrett, dealing with conviction of addictions in his life. Pray that God would use Christians to encourage and to lift him up this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. Aren't you glad we've got a delivering God? Oh, I'm thankful for that this morning. Well, as we look at our prayer page for the Arkansas Baptist State Convention Church Planting Team, I want to encourage you, if you don't have a copy of this, go on to their website, absc.org. Check out the Church Planting Team, and there's a great prayer calendar that will help you stay informed of all the different church planting opportunities throughout the state of Arkansas. But right now, we're focusing on the Annie Armstrong Week of Prayer. And today, we're praying for Jan uh, Jared and Jennifer Huntley. They're in Pillar Church, Washington, D.C. Pray for Jared and Jennifer to have favor on military bases and in the community. So they're specifically reaching the military. Pray for their families. Pray that God would open up hearts. Pray that God would give them favor. Lord, use Jared and Jennifer Huntley, we pray. Thank you for raising up laborers in the harvest of the Lord. Pray that you'd use them today. Help them today, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Pray for the revival coming up. First Baptist Church of Lambrook, starting this Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Dr. Kelly Jones from First Baptist Monticello is going to be joining with us. Looking forward to him being with us. And Brother Jordan Henry is going to be with us as well, leading us in worship starting Sunday night through Wednesday night, 6 o'clock nightly. We're going to have dinner on the grounds that Sunday afternoon. And then uh, every night after we have our services, we'll have some finger foods, maybe some hot dogs and some desserts, some coffee, I'm sure. So if you want to hang out with us afterwards, we'd love for you to do that. Pass the word out if you want one of these postcards. If you're joining with us uh, by Facebook this morning, we got these postcards. And they look good, but the junior did a good job putting those graphics together. And we got them sent off and printed out. And so I think we ordered about 250. We want to get all of them out to our community. So if you're going to be here tonight, make sure you pick up some more of those. And let's take them to the folks in our community. Continue to pray for a memorial service that we're going to be hosting here a week from tomorrow. Pray for Jackie's family. Pray for the Graham family. Pray that God would use this opportunity to encourage and edify and strengthen them. It's been a couple of weeks since Jackie passed away, but we're praying for their family, praying for God's comfort and strength. Pray for our president today. Pray for Vice President Harris as well. Pray for our foreign 
relations. Pray for the situation, the conflict in Ukraine and Russia. Pray for all the needs that are represented there. Lift up these needs today. Pray for healing. Pray for those refugees that have been scattered throughout different countries. But I also think of the children, the women, and then those men that have been left behind under martial law to serve the military. Lord, help these countries. May your will be done in Jesus' name. Well, we're going to hear from Dr. Adrian Rogers. Treasures from the Word coming up. And then we're going to have our trivia right after this. Stay tuned. From Loveworth Finding Ministries, here's pastor, teacher, and author Dr. Adrian Rogers with a treasure from the Word. When you get married, friend, it is a lifetime contract, not an optional one. Those families who stick it out and those who don't have basically the same kinds of problems. If we would learn to attack the problem rather than one another, we could work it out. We are to leave. That's the priority of marriage. Leave father and mother. We are to cleave. That is the permanence of marriage. It literally means to weld or to glue. And then he says we are to be one flesh. That is the purpose of marriage. Now, it's talking about more than sexual union. When you got married, you married a whole person, body, soul, and spirit. And see, you're no longer an individual. You become one flesh. God's arithmetic is one plus one equals one. Marriage is a romance in which both the hero and the heroine die in the first chapter. And a new person comes into being. And that new person is one flesh. For more about Love Worth Finding and Adrian Rogers, visit our website at lwf.org. And Dr. Adrian Rogers' Love Worth Finding program can be heard here on the Community Prayer Time Network weekdays at 8 o'clock in the morning and followed up in the evening times at 8 o'clock again and 9 o'clock in Spanish. Thank you to LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate and Title Company located in Perry, Florida, a supporter of the Community Prayer Time Network. If you're looking for a vacation rental, check out their website, gulfbreezerealestate.net or give them a call today at 850 850- 584-5101. Well, this morning our trivia question comes to us from a new survey that out of about 7,500 people, two out of three of people have experienced burnout from this. A Gallup poll was done. 75 people were, 7,500 people were surveyed and they're telling us that Two-thirds of people have experienced burnout from doing this. Now, this is going to be a specific one, so let us know what you think it is this morning. The phone number to text 870-205-0600. we got a free devotion we're going to put in the mail to you today if you can get this one correct.
All right, so they tell us that two out of three people are experiencing burnout doing this. The phone number to text, 870-205-0600. Good morning, Miss Kathy. She says, is it their job? All right, Miss Kathy, you're getting close. You're getting really close. But we got to be a little more specific than just the general, their job. Is there something about their job that they're getting burned out from? You're headed in the right direction. You're headed in the right direction. See if you can get it correct. 870-205-0600. Paul Wilbur, your great name coming up next. Let's worship the Lord this morning. Oh, there's no name that is greater than the name of Jesus. Highly exalted above the heavens. He's got a glorious name, doesn't he? Listen to this. Lost Two out of three people are burned out. Miss Kathy guessed their job. Yep, they shut us down on Facebook again, Miss Kathy. I'm sorry about that, but we're back up on there. We're back on there. Let me know if it's uh, rotated the right way. I may have to stop it and start it all over again. Two out of three people are burned out doing this. Let us know what you think the answer is this morning at 870-205-0600. Miss Kathy's headed the right direction. They're burned out from the same food at their job. <laughs> Everybody likes to eat on the job, don't they? Go down to the cafeteria and they're burned out from the same old food. Not the one we're looking for. Good guest this morning. Try again at 870-205-0600. Burned out from seeing the same faces every day. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's probably an anonymous sender, isn't it? Two out of three people burned out from this. 870-205-0600. Paul Wilbur, your great name. Playing for us on the Community Career Time Network. Two minutes from now, we'll hear from Keys for Kids.
They tell us are burned out from uh, doing what? Well, according to a Gallup poll, they tell us that they're burned out from working at home. You know, a lot of uh, people have transferred over to a remote working situation, and instead of going to the office every day, they're able to work from home. And there's five reasons that Ken Coleman with Ramsey Solution tells us that people are getting burned out. And we just want to encourage you not to get burned out with your job. They tell us that people are losing passion for their work and uh, they get distracted by so many other things. No passion would quickly lead to burnout. But I tell you another thing is this, is they feel overwhelmed. You know, when you're working from home and you walk past that laundry hamper that's overflowing with clothes and laundry, or maybe you walk past the trash and you know that it needs to be taken out, or you see the dishes in the sink that need to be washed, or the kids' room, or all of these different things around the home that need to be done, but you know that you're supposed to be focusing on your job. It's frustrating. It's distracting. It's something that causes us to get burned out easily. So those are five reasons. Check it out on RamseySolutions.com and just search for burnout and read Ken Coleman's nine-minute article there on why people are being burned out. Here's Keys for Kids with Zach, and uh, we've enjoyed hanging out with you this morning. Stay tuned on the Community Prayer Time Network. Thank you for listening to the Prayer Time. Jesus loves y'all. I tried to cover up the sour milk with chocolate mix, but it didn't work. It still tasted terrible. Gross. You can't cover up sour milk like you can't cover up sin. Have you ever had spoiled milk? I'm Zach, and this is Keys for Kids. When you open the fridge and grab the milk, it's impossible to tell if it's spoiled just by looking at it. No, you have to smell it or even taste it to know if it's gone bad. In the same way, a lot of people try to cover their sin by doing good deeds, thinking that if they say or do the right thing, people will assume they're Christians just by how they look. While some people might be fooled, God is never fooled. He knows the truth. So don't try to cover your sin on your own. Ask Jesus to forgive you. Our story is called Still Sour. Yuck! London made a face, hurried to the sink, and spit out her milk. London, what on earth? Mom, this milk tastes terrible, London exclaimed. There's something wrong with it. There is? Mom checked the milk. It's starting to go sour. I'll get a fresh gallon when I get to the grocery store. But I want milk now, London pouted. She had an idea. It isn't very sour. If I make it into chocolate milk, the sweet chocolate should cover the sour taste. I don't think that will work, said Mom. But when London insisted, Mom said she could try it. So London spooned some sweet chocolate powder into the milk, then sipped a little of the mixture. It still tastes awful, she groaned. 
In Sunday school later that morning, London listened carefully as Mrs. Wilson shared a story Jesus had told his disciples. Two men went into the temple to pray, Mrs. Wilson began. One was a Pharisee, a man who focused on all the good things he did, but he didn't believe he needed God's grace for forgiveness. The other man was a dishonest tax collector who had cheated people out of their money. The Pharisee prayed first, telling God he was glad he was a good person and not bad like the other man. Mrs. Wilson paused for a moment. The tax collector, she continued, didn't even lift up his head. He just cried out to God, pleading for forgiveness of his sins. And do you know what Jesus told his disciples? He said the tax collector, not the Pharisee, went home justified or forgiven. Do you know why? London remembered the sour milk and understood that good things don't cover up the bad. Was the Pharisee trying to cover his sins with good deeds? She asked. But the tax collector knew only God could take sin away. That's right, said Mrs. Wilson. The Pharisee wasn't really a good man at all. He was just a sinner like the tax collector and just like everybody else. Good deeds didn't change his sinful heart, and they can't change ours either. We all need Jesus to save us from sin and forgive us. That's the only way we can be good in God's eyes. So what about you? Do you go to church? Do you obey your parents and treat others with respect? Do you feel like you're a good person? It may seem that way to you, but God says you're a sinner. None of the good things you do can cover up the sour taste of your sin. Only Jesus can do that. Trust Him to forgive your sin and to save you today. To learn more about what it means to trust in Jesus, just get your parents' permission first, then go to keysforkids.org salvation. Our key verse is Luke 18, 13. But the tax collector kept striking his chest and saying, God have mercy on me, a sinner. And our key thought today, good deeds can't cover sin. Have you checked out Keys for Kids Radio yet? Hi, my name is Ethan. Thank you for creating Keys for Kids Radio. Hi, my name is Palmer. I really like listening to Keys for Kids Radio. I love what you're doing. You can listen to Keys for Kids Radio at keysforkids.net. I'm Zach with Keys for Kids. And you can enjoy Keys for Kids every weekday at 7.40 in the morning and 3.30 in the afternoons. Thank you to Chris Tillman, representing Reliable Ag for the Farmer by the Farmer. As you get ready to book all of your seed, chemical, and fertilizer needs for the next planting season, give Chris a call or shoot him a text at 870-816-4160. Thank you to NatureCoastMedia.com, Aaron and his team building and managing websites, taking care of the website of the communityprayertime.org. You can visit them online, communityprayertime.org, and also check out Aaron's website, NatureCoastMedia.com. Drop him a link and let him know that you appreciate him supporting and partnering with the Community Prayer Time Network. Here's Cochran and Co. It's church. Take me back to those good old days. I was running, I was searching, but every place I turned for healing left me more broken than the last. Take me back to the place that feels like home. People I can depend on To the faith that's in my bones Take me back To a preacher and a verse Where they've seen me at my worst To the love I had at first 
If I had only known the last time would be the last time I would have put off all the things I had to do I would have stayed a little longer Held on a little tighter Now what I'd give for one more day with you Cause there's a wound here in my heart Something's missing And they tell me that it's gonna heal with time But I know you're in a place Where all your wounds have been erased And knowing yours are healed is healing mine The only scars in heaven There won't be There'll be no such thing as broken And all the old will be made new And the thought that makes me smile now Even as the tears fall down Is that the only scars in heaven Are on the hands that hold you now No, the road you walked was anything but easy. You 
picked up your share of scars along the way. Oh, but now you're standing in the sun. You fought your fight and your race is run. The pain is all a million miles away. The only scars in heaven. It won't be long. Such thing is broken, and all the old will be made new. And the thought that makes me smile now, even as the tears fall down, is that the only scars in heaven yeah, are on the hands that hold you now? That I don't see you. You live on in all the better parts of me. Until I'm standing with you in the sun, I'll fight this fight and this race I'll run. Until I finally see what you can see. Scars in heaven are on the hands that hold you now. Ninety miles a minute, life's a circus and you're in it. Too afraid to admit it, you're spinning out of control. So keep going like you got this. Keep smiling just to hide it. Keep moving, not to notice. It's slowly taking its toll. The faster you can slow this down to the rhythm of running out, the sooner you find your strength. So hurry up and. Saying it again. 
Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve with real hope. I'd like to give a word of encouragement and challenge to the guys, if I might, especially if you're a pastor or in a position of Christian leadership. Guys, having a strong marriage and family are critical components of a credible ministry. If you're failing in your own marriage, you really don't have a solid platform from which to teach and lead other people. Oh, I mean, we can talk a big game, but if we're not producing at home, then our witness and effectiveness in ministry is not credible. Now, I realize it takes two to make a marriage work, but know that you will stand before the Lord, and I will too, one day to give an account as to how well you and I did in our job of loving, nourishing, and cherishing our wife and modeling to our children what it means to walk with Jesus. That's where you'll find real hope. Discover the real hope God has for you. Visit fromhisheart.org. I pledge allegiance to the flag and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We stand and lift up our hands For the joy of the Lord is our strength bow down and worship him now how great how awesome is he and together we God hears your prayers? Listen to Adrian Rogers. Parents, we need to pray for our children. What is the assurance that God will hear our prayers? First of all, because God is good. You know, we're not good, we're imperfect, but we love our children, don't we? Imperfect as we are. If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more should your Father in heaven give good things to them that ask Him? God is good all the time. Welcome to Love Worth Finding, featuring the dynamic teaching and practical biblical insights of trusted pastor and author, Adrian Rogers. 
In part one of today's program, we learned that nothing will bring you to your knees in prayer like having children. It also gives us a clearer picture of how God the Father provides for his children if only they would ask. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus shows us how to pray. If you have your Bible, turn there now as Adrian Rogers shares what happens when parents pray. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Jesus says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him. Now, there are three key words in the passage that I've read before you. They are ask, seek, and knock. Ask, seek, and knock. They're all found in verse 7. Look at it. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Now, these are three little words. But I want to tell you, a big door can swing on little hinges and open up into a vast room where there are multiplied treasures. So I want us to think about these three key words in getting prayer answered. Now remember, this is not some theoretician speaking. This is Jesus. And this is a rock-ribbed, ironclad promise from the Word of God. Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be open unto you. Now, I submit to you that's either true or it's not true. It is true. And therefore, we need to learn about prayer today, and especially if we're parents, but not only if we're parents. Now, three things I want to lay on your heart today. Number one, when we ask, desire is expressed. When we're asking, there are things that we want, we desire. Now, may I tell you that the greatest problem that we face is not unanswered prayer. It is unoffered prayer. Jesus said that we are to ask. The devil cannot keep God from answering. So what he will endeavor to do is to keep you from asking, to keep you from asking. Jesus said, ask, and it shall be given you. Well, you say, I've asked and I haven't received. Well, he's not finished yet. Read the whole verse. First of all, when we ask, a desire is expressed. But now secondly, when we seek, direction is explored. Now, sometimes we don't know what to ask for. And sometimes we ask for the wrong thing. And so we have to find direction in our prayers. We have to seek. And asking is always linked with seeking. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. The idea of seeking is that there's something that's lost, and we need to find it. 
or there's something unknown and we need to understand it. And so, what is it that we seek when we pray? Well, first of all, we may be seeking the purpose of God. We may be seeking the will of God. Go back to the passage in James. Remember what James says, ye, ye have not because ye ask not? And then he also said, and ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss that you might consume it upon your lust. You might be asking God for the wrong thing. Now, God is not going to give you uh, the wrong thing, no matter how many times you ask him. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss, you ask wrongly that you might consume it upon your lust. Now, we can ask for personal needs, but we cannot ask for selfish needs. And so it may be that when we seek, we're trying to find the will of God about a matter. I can't. God's not just some glorified bellhop that I say, now, God, uh, do this or do that. No, no. No, I can ask, and it'll be given me. But that asking is linked to seeking that I may find. It might be the purpose of God that I'm trying to uh, seek for. It might be the presence of God that I'm seeking when I pray. James, in this same fourth chapter, goes on. He's talking about prayer. And he says in James 4, verse 8, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he'll lift you up. It just might be that God's very presence is what you need to seek. You know, the gift without the giver is bare. Or it might be uh, that it's the power of God that you need to seek. James goes on to say in James 5, verse 16, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So when I pray, I ask. I ask. I say, here, God, here's what I need. Here's what I want. The answer doesn't come then I begin to seek. Lord, what is your purpose? Lord, where is your presence? Lord, what about your power? And I begin to seek these things with all of my heart. Now, first of all, I ask. And that's a desire expressed. And then I seek. That is direction explored. I'm trying to find the will of God. Prayer is not bending God's to will to fit our will. Prayer is finding the will of God and getting in on it. And so that's the reason we must seek God in prayer. But then thirdly, thirdly, look, first of all, asking is desire expressed. Seeking is direction explored. But then thirdly, uh, when we knock, determination is uh, exerted. What is the idea now? It's not just saying, Lord, here's what I want, or Lord, show me your way. It is saying, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, I need this door opened. And remember, it's present tense. It is knocking and keeping on knocking. There may be closed doors. There may be barriers. Uh, prayer is a battle. The, the devil, we're up against all the minions of hell. And indeed, we sometimes have to knock. It is present tense. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. 
Let me tell you something about how prayers are answered. Sometimes prayers are direct. The answer to prayer, you just ask God for something and he gives it to you. Have you ever done that? How many of you have just, just simply said, God, I want thus and such, or let me do thus and such, or do thus and such, and just ipso facto, immediately, God has answered your prayer. And you say, you ask and you receive. Sometimes the prayer is so direct, it is unmistakably the hand of God. That's one way God answers prayer. But another way God answers prayer is, not only is the answer direct, it is different. He doesn't give us what we ask, he gives us something better than we've asked. You know, if he doesn't give you what you ask, he'll give you something better. If you're asking in the will of God and asking in the right spirit, uh, we know not what we should ask as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. So sometimes the answer is direct and sometimes the answer is different. Sometimes the answer is denied. <laughs> he just says no. Why? Because uh, what you're asking for is wrong. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss. God's not going to give you something that will harm you or hurt you. And so, sometimes answers direct, sometimes different, sometimes denied, but sometimes delayed. Sometimes delayed. And that's the reason the Bible says, knock and it shall be open unto you. And again, I remind you, it is present tense, keep on knocking, keep on knocking, keep on knocking, keep on knocking. Don't quit praying. Over and over again, the Bible teaches that we are to continue in prayer. Now, let me give you an illustration of this. We're in uh, the Gospel of Matthew. Just uh, turn over to Luke. Luke 11, verse 5, Jesus is speaking. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves? For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, that is his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and he that knocketh, it shall be opened unto you. I'm so glad that Jesus gave this parable because it so illustrates what I'm talking about, keeping on knocking. Now, you have to understand the background here. In Bible times, uh, there were no motels and hotels, and there were no convenience stores and all of this. And one of the greatest sins that a person could commit would be to fail to show hospitality to a stranger, much less a friend. So here's a man, and it's late at night. Here's a friend on his journey, his other friend. He comes, it's about midnight, and says, uh, can we spend the night here tonight? The man says, oh, <laughs> you're so welcome in our home. Come on in, sit down, uh, get comfortable. We'll give you a little something to eat before you go to sleep. I know you've been journeying all day. He says to his wife, he says, uh, pick something for our friends. She said, there's nothing in the house. There's no food. He says, just a minute. We, we'll have something for you. Just sit down there. She says, go ask the neighbors. That's midnight. He goes over to the neighbor's house. 
Who's that? Be quiet, you're going to wake up the kids. Who is it? It's your neighbor. It's John. I've got to have some, some bread. You got any bread, man? Look, man, go back. You're going to start the dogs barking? If you wake up these babies, I'm telling you. You see, everybody, the houses were small. They kept the animals under the house many times, and up top is where the people slept. The rooms were very small. Sometimes they'd all be in one bed, the babies and everything there. The, the locks were very complicated, not just a key like we have. To get a door open was very difficult. He says, look, go away. The man says, I said, go away. He says, what do you want? He said, look, man, I have got to have some bread. I've got a friend here. I've got to feed him. He says, all right. If you just stop that knocking, you just stop, just be quiet. I'll get up and get some bread for you. That's the parable that Jesus is telling. He says, he said, look, my, my babies are in bed with me. It's night, so forth, but the man won't quit. He just keeps on. Now, that's the illustration Jesus gave to illustrate this text. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Is he saying that God is like that man in bed, doesn't want to be bothered with us? No, that's not what he's saying. What he is saying is that asking is very much like knocking on that door. That is what he's saying. Over and over in the Bible, God gives us illustrations of people who just persisted in prayer. Let me give you another one. You're in Luke 11. Just fast forward to Luke 18. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. That is, not to quit praying, saying there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Jesus said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect? which cry day and night unto him, though he bear along with them. Now again, God is not saying that I'm like an unjust judge. What God is saying is get the idea this woman won't stop asking this judge. And so he finally says, I'm going to get her out of my hair, whatever that she wants. I'm, I'm going to get rid of her. I'm tired of her. I'm weary with her. Now notice in verse 7, And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear along with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Now, you can find this over and over in the Bible. I, I can't explain it, but I'm telling you that delays are not denials. Ask, seek, knock, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. I was reading last night, uh, just before I went to bed, about Elijah. Elijah was praying for rain. You could read about it in, in uh, 1 Kings 18, I believe. And he, he's praying for rain. There's been a drought in the land for three and a half years. And he goes, he sits down, he puts his head between his knees and begins to pray. 
And he says to his servant, go look and see if there's any rain. See if you see a rain cloud. He went and said, nope, no rain cloud. Elijah prays some more. He said, go look again. No rain cloud. Pray some more. He said, go look again. No rain cloud. He prays some more. He said, go look again. Seven times he sent his servant. On the seventh time the servant said, I see a little cloud about the size of a man's hand. Elijah said, all right, get up. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. You just keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. Whether you understand it or not, whether you agree with it or not, there is a principle, and it is a wonderful principle, that even though it seems that God is delaying, He is not denying. Well, that brings a real question. When should you stop asking? When should you stop seeking? When should you stop knocking in a particular matter? three times. Number one, you stop asking when you have what you ask for. God gives it to you. You don't have to keep on asking. Number two, you stop asking when though you don't have the answer in your hand, you have the answer in your heart. I have a very big prayer that God gave me in my heart one time. And God said, now Adrian, you're asking me to do something I'm not going to do, but what you really need is this, and I've heard your prayer. I didn't have it in my hand but I had it, and time has shown me that I did have it. You just stop asking. You say, thank you, Lord. I, that's it. Thank you. Now, when you already have it in your hand, or else when you have it in your heart, or thirdly, you stop asking when God says no. He just may say no. Paul was asking God to take away a thorn in the flesh. And he said, three times I asked him. And God says, I'm not going to do it, Paul. My grace is sufficient for you. And so sometimes God just simply says no. Now, parents, we need to pray for our children. What is the assurance that God will hear our prayers? Notice how Jesus concludes this. Look, if you will, now in verse 9. Or what man is there of you whom, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Why do we have the assurance of answered prayer? Well, in these couple of verses, three reasons. First of all, because God is good. You know, we're not good. We're imperfect, but we love our children, don't we? Imperfect as we are. If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more should your Father in heaven give good things to them that ask Him? God is good all the time. And number two, not only is God good, God is wise. God knows what we need. If we ask a fish, He's not going to give us a serpent. God is not uh, capricious. But I'm going to tell you something else. God is so wise, if you ask a stone, he'll not give you a stone. And if you ask a serpent, he'll not give you a serpent. The Lord thy God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Uh, he is too wise to make a mistake and too good to be cruel. So God is good, God is kind and wise. And last of all, we know that our prayers are going to be answered not only because God is good and God is wise, but God is able. Look, he speaks of your Father, which is in heaven. <laughs> now, in the sixth chapter of Matthew, 
Jesus taught us to pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He concludes that prayer by saying, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Our Father is in heaven. Now think about it. Your Father is a king. Thine is the kingdom. I can say to my heavenly Father, Lord, yours is the kingdom. You see, when I pray, I have a, a father who will hear me, and I have a king who can answer me. Isn't that great? A father who will hear me, and a king who will answer me. Do you know what I have together when I pray? I have the sympathy of a father and the sovereignty of a king. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. That's what Jesus is saying. How much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? No one should ever try to be a mother or father who doesn't know how to pray. Learn to pray. Ask. Seek. Knock. When you ask, that's desire. When you seek, that's direction. When you knock, that is determination. Just like that man saying, look, get up and open this door. I need some bread. I'm telling you, God will hear your prayer. You'll learn how to pray as Jesus teaches us to pray. And maybe as you've listened today to this message from Adrian Rogers, you have a prayer request that you'd like to share at Love Worth Finding, it's one of our great honors to come alongside you and pray with you and for you. If you can, go to our website homepage at lwf.org radio and scroll down to our prayer wall. There you'll find the option to submit a prayer request or pray for others. This resource is one of our favorite ways to keep the ministry and the community praying continually for one another's needs. We can't wait to hear from you today. Now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message in its entirety, you can call us at 1-877-LOVE-GOD and mention the title, When Parents Pray. You can also order online at lwf.org radio or write us at Love Worth Finding, Box 38600, Memphis, Tennessee, 38183. Adrian Rogers said, Learn to pray, ask, seek, knock. When you ask, that's desire. When you seek, that's direction. When you knock, that is determination. We're so glad you joined us for our study in God's Word today. Tune in next time for more timeless truth from Adrian Rogers right here on Love Worth Finding. We were so encouraged by a Facebook friend who wrote this about Adrian Rogers recently. He was a great man of God and discipler in our generation. You know, at Love Worth Finding, our great